Let me know when you. Okay, welcome everyone to the Fantasy Dimes port, uh, podcast. Uh, first fantasy football podcast for both myself, Sal, Karmali, and here with Husni Vargas. Uh, never thought this day would come. We finally have a fantasy football podcast that we're trying to do. We've talked about it for a long time. We're finally doing it. Presented by Sports, Sports Me. Um, we're here, episode one. Uh, called Nickels and Dimes, and we'll get into why that is the case. As you know, our name is Fantasy Dimes. So good start there. And uh, I guess we're here to kind of help you navigate through your fantasy leagues, whether that's one-year redraft or dynasty. Uh, we'll get into it all, including best ball at some point as well. Um, myself, again, my name is Sal Kamali. I'll leave it over to Husni to introduce himself now. Hey, what's up, guys? So my name is Husni. Um been playing fantasy football for a while now. Uh, got into daily fantasy, uh, yearly leagues, dynasty leagues with, uh, with Sal and some other guys. Uh, we're just here, like you said, to talk about uh, the different leagues and how we can kind of improve what we've been doing the last couple of years and just get our voices out there and see who's down to talk fantasy football with us. Um, we are presented by SportsMe, which is actually a new app where you can go on and uh, battle each other on daily sports topics. Um, some of the topics we're talking about today, we already went on sports meet and you can see them there. Uh, we had some battles with some people. It's pretty cool. You can give each other points. You can win prizes. And it's just a cool concept all around. If you guys get a chance, go check it out. Uh, my handle on there is Hasnain, H-A-S-N-A-I-N, uh, Vargas. So just check us out on there. And we got uh, Sal's on there too. His name is uh, Hot Take Sal. Uh, Sal. So you can go check him out and his hot takes That's on right. there too. That's right. Um, Yep. Well, let's yep. just. Uh, well, you can. You, you can also follow us um, on our Twitter handles. Mine is Sal Karmali, and uh, Husni's is. Husni Vargas. Same as Husni Instagram. Vargas. Awesome. Same thing with me with Instagram. Please follow us, like, uh, find us tomorrow on Spotify, and uh, hopefully you like what you have to hear. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dive right in. Um, let's talk about the first thing is, uh, some new injury updates today. Uh, Michael Thomas looking like he's going to be out a couple of weeks with that, uh, ankle injury. Yep. Yep. I, I, I saw it happen. I, he was limping off the field a little bit. You were kind of, as a fantasy owner, hesitant. You knew you, you definitely picked them in the first six, seven picks of your, of your draft. I'm assuming whether that's dynasty, whether that's, um, uh, that's redraft and automatically as an owner, you see him limping around, you wonder what it is. You hear it's a high ankle sprain, usually with high ankle sprains. We saw that last year with Saquon Barkley, Husney, you know, we're both giant fans. We saw him with a high ankle sprain, had to take a couple of weeks off. First rumor was Michael Thomas is going to come back after a couple of weeks, uh, after a week or two. Now it's looking like more, more like three to four weeks. Now, where do you see, the fantasy implications of who's taking over because they have Emmanuel Sanders, but he is coming off of uh, kind of off season with the 49ers with the injury history a little bit there. Uh, you got Jerry Cook, who also in the playoff game last year got injured. You got Camaro with the new contract extension. But aside from them, I mean, I see Traquan Smith, but how far can the Saints go without Michael Thomas? Yeah, no, you make a good point. Look, we know Breeze, Peppers, Thomas with all the targets. We know Breeze loves. Michael Thomas, but at the end of the day, it's it's a pass-heavy offense. What, what will they do? They're probably going to dump it off to Kamara, 
they'll probably find Sanders. Somewhere. Hey, La- Sanders last week scored a touchdown. So it's, it's, he's looking his way. Jared Cook could probably get a couple more targets his way. Look, will Traquan Smith finally come out and show what he's all about and get those targets? Maybe if he gets the volume, yeah. But I think they have enough to kind of get by for a little bit. Um, again, luckily, it's the beginning of the season, not the middle, not the end. So I'm sure with the Saints offense and, and Kamara being finally healthy after last year's uh, injuries, um, I, think, uh, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. But again, in fantasy implications, I'd say put your money in Kamara with a couple more targets and put your money on Emmanuel Sanders to take over. Yeah, I mean, their upcoming games are the Raiders, who aren't that great. Um, the Packers, whose defense has been kind of suspect the past couple years. And the Lions, who just blew a big lead to the Bears the other day. Yeah. So, right. fantasy-wise, I would definitely look to get Jared Cook on your lineup. Um, definitely maybe plug in Mark Ingram, because if Kamara's taking a lot of the passing reps, maybe Ingram takes a lot of the running reps. Um, I mean, not, not Ingram, sorry. <laughs> Latavius Murray. <laughs> uh, it seems like Husby's uh, more <laughs> like 2015. I just traded yeah. for Ingram. That's why it's on my head. Yeah, no, I, uh, look, I, I am in three leagues. I am in a, in a fan, in a redraft, two redraft leagues in a dynasty league. And in one of my redraft leagues, I actually have Michael Thomas. I just went to go put in a waiver claim for Emmanuel Sanders. I, Think Emmanuel Sanders will be the guy. Then again, you never really know. But you're right. I would put my money on uh, one of those running backs to probably to probably start running the ball a little bit more, especially when they have the lead amongst some of these teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, got placed on the IR today with that hamstring injury. Um, what do you make of it? You think Frank Gord? I know they brought up Kalen Balaj from the the practice squad or whatever it was, um, but. Do you think that they can sustain whatever success they would be able to have with only a passing game? Because the running game is, seems to be non-existent now. Yeah, no, listen. I, Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase, they just have this thing. You know, look, Adam Gase took him out of practice a couple of weeks ago. Didn't let him play. Le'Veon Bell said he was fine. Obviously, Gase knew he wasn't. Le'Veon Bell is a trooper. Came back out there last week. Tried to make it, you know, make it happen. Wasn't having a good game, let's be honest. The Bills had him stuffed for for a lot of the time. But now that Bell's out of the picture, Adam Gase loves his running backs. You never know who he's going to put in the mix. He has Gore, the ageless wonder. He has uh, LaMichael Pirine, who they drafted in the fourth round. So if they draft him in the fourth round, they're trying to use him, right? And Kalen Balaj, who seemed to have nowhere to go because he wasn't, you know, uh, picked up off waivers besides the Jets. Jets were the only team to pick him up off waivers. His physical didn't pass. They couldn't get him. Now they finally got him. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be a committee. It could be uh, Frank Gore, uh, first, you know, two down back, goal line back, and then all of a sudden you'll see one of the other two, whether it's Pirine or Kalen Balaj, you know, come in for the passing down work. Look, Adam Gase's offense, horrible. I'm a big Giants fan. I love the Jets as well. I just can't stand Adam Gase, and I don't think he's fantasy friendly. So, I mean, that's my take on it. I don't know what you think about it, Husney, but that's mine. No, I definitely, I've always avoided Jets players. Um, and one of our friends, big Jets fan, always drafts Love Bell every year and somehow yep. never understands that don't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It never yeah, works out. Yeah. He always either gets hurt or has a problem with the coach or something happens or he sits out the whole year for a contract issue. Uh, yep. He hasn't been good since he left the Steelers. And I don't see this Jets team going far, not only in the 
league itself, but fantasy-wise. Sam Darnold turned out to be not a great fantasy option for whoever doesn't have a quarterback out there. Um, the only person I'll really take on that team is probably Jamison Crowder because he seems like the only guy that um, that Darnold wants to throw to. Uh, aside from him, yeah, no, I don't really see anyone else on that team that I can pick. You're right. Now, my question, my question to you is: Now that Bell's not around, now that maybe they don't have a running game as much, do you think they rely on Darnold to throw a little more? Because again, mind you, did they not? Not only did they put Le'Veon Bell on the IR today, they put Denzel Mims on the injured reserve list. So they're thin at receiver, they're thin at running back. Sam Darnold seems to everyone's like, oh yeah, breakout year, breakout year. Doesn't seem to happen. Is it the Jets players? Is it Adam Gase? We don't know. We kind of do know, but we don't know. And do you think that it's Sam Donald? It's a Sam Donald show now. Do you think they're going to start throwing some more? I mean, what did Sam Donald do when Lev Bell was out with that injury uh, last year? I think it was an illness or something like that. Yeah. He, didn't play, yeah. he, didn't, he missed the game, I think, and that was about it. But what, what have you seen that Sam Donald has proven to pick him up in any situation? Um, he yeah. could pass 100 times during the game. I still wouldn't take him in my fantasy team. There's yeah, no, you're right. They're on the waiver wire. There's Gardner Minshew, who just beat the Colts the other day on Sunday. There's a lot of other options out there um, that you can go to. No, you're right. Um, you're right about that. Look, I, I, you're right. I think uh, avoid the Jets at all costs. Get away from them. Yeah. Uh, change your team if you're a Jets fan, for all you Jets fans out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the next one is Marlon Mack. Uh, looked to be a breakout candidate last year. Uh, had a good season. They drafted Jonathan Taylor, hurt his fantasy stock already on top of that. Then he tears his Achilles and is out for the year. What do you make of Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor as a new backfield? Who do you pick up? Who do you look at? Who do you start? Look, anybody who drafted Jonathan Taylor this year was hoping for some sort of, you know, I don't want to say nobody hopes for an injury, but they were hoping for some sort of way for him to get the, the volume and the touches. This is the way. Now, those people in Dynasty who invested him, those people in redraft who picked him in maybe the later rounds or the middle to late rounds, now are going to get the bang for their buck because not only is Jonathan Taylor part of an Indianapolis team that has one of the best offensive lines, a pretty decent quarterback in Phillip Rivers, even though he had a really bad week, and yeah. a good coach in Frank Reich. I think that Jonathan Taylor must get whoever has him starting lineup. you got to start him every week. And Naeem Hines, I mean, look, people kind of look past him sometimes, but last week he had the goal line carries. He gets the passing down work. So, look, I think both of them, Naeem Hines may be a high upside RB4 flex play, but um, I think Jonathan Taylor in your lineup immediately. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he didn't rush well, nine attempts, 22 yards, but he did see some looks from Phillip Rivers. Uh, six. Uh, six catches for 67 yards. And that's the thing we've noticed uh, about Phillip Rivers in the past. Whether uh, uh, I was on the Chargers with uh, Eckler and Gordon, uh, he loves to throw it to the running backs and to the tight ends. So if you mm. have the opportunity to pick up Naeem Hines on the waiver wire, I would definitely do that. I suggest that. Uh, if you have Jonathan Taylor, uh, your fantasy left just got a lot better. Congrats. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. Philip Rivers loves to dunk and dink, and you know he's going to be doing that yeah, all day. Jack Doyle is a big breakout candidate for me uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, That's so true. is um, uh, Burton. When he comes back from injury, he hey, could Burton. possibly be yep. another guy that, to look at. Um, it yep. all just depends on what they do next week because, obviously, dunk and dink didn't work week one for them. 
um, that's true. those two that's picks at, and and gave up the game. So maybe they got to look another way, maybe rush the ball more and get some more yardage from the ground game. Only uh, 22 yards from Taylor, so that's not going to help them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, the next person I want to look at is James Conner. Now, I have James Conner in, in my league. I had him <laughs> the last one, year. The, my the one team. player that has terrorized uh, Husney's fantasy teams year after year after year. Year after year. I drafted him thinking, you know what, I'm getting a steal. I think I got him in like late first round or early second round, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, I thought yeah, it was a steal. Yeah. And and he he can't he can't stay on the field. Um, last year he missed six games. Uh, he missed five games with that shoulder injury. Came back, hurt his quad. Uh, the yep. year before that he missed four games with an ankle injury. And now we're looking at another ankle injury. So I mean, do you look at maybe Benny Snell? Maybe the rookie they drafted McFarland. Maybe he gets some playing time now. Where do you go with the Saints? Uh, the Steelers backfield now. Well, look. I mean, listen. At the end of the day. James Conner, if you remember Tomlin coming out a, a week ago, I think, saying that Conner's a bell cow. Conner's going to get all the work. They did draft McFarlane. They still kept Benny Snell. They still kept Jalen Samuels. Samuel, so yeah. they, knew, they, they knew in the back of their heads that there could be a chance that Conner couldn't stay on the field. And even this week, I mean, if you saw the game against the Giants on Monday Night Football, they were giving Conner work in the beginning when he couldn't get past the, that Giants defense, which honestly is – pretty atrocious, um, they started giving the ball to Benny Snell. Benny Snell had an awesome week. He rushed yeah, 19 he times. Came in, yards. Exactly, 113 yards and, and just took I over. Mean, and he took James over. Conner, and James Conner was there and got six attempts for nine yards. Like, you're yeah. not going to keep your job running I mean, for nine yards. Yeah, and it could have been that he was hurt beforehand. He could have been hurt on the first play. We don't really know, and he could have been trying to fight through it. All I know is that James Conner has not – had a good couple of years in fantasy. Not a not actually a good year a year before. Not a good year last year, and not a good start this year. And unfortunately, if he is injured again, I would stay away as much as I can. Look, Benny Snell showed that he could do it. I'd go out there tonight, put a waiver wire claim in for Benny Snell, and keep Anthony McFarland on the back end, on the backside. Don't get rid of him if you have him. Keep him on your bench. Stash him if you can. You never know what's going to happen. I would put. I would invest my my waiver wire picks in one of those two guys today. So in a redraft league, it's a lot easier to say, okay, get rid of Connor or dump him or just put him on your IR and let him sit the whole year. But what do you do, so like for my case, if you're in a dynasty league? You invested a lot in this guy. You had offers for him. You turned him down. Like, do you just sit and wait for him to get better? You wait for him. He's on a contract year. So, I mean, he's going to go, if he doesn't resign and get signed somewhere else, he's going to do something. I mean, do you just keep him? Do you try and shop him for less than what? what market value will be now, uh, what do you do? Yeah, no, look, you, you trade him now, you're not going to get anything for him, right? And I think anybody you might anybody who is a James Conner owner right now in fantasy will probably get a bunch of trades from people wanting him for cheap. Look, if it's a redraft, maybe you get rid of him for, for cheap. Maybe you get rid of him for some flex players. But if it's a dynasty league, Look, there's a lot of teams that, want, that need running backs out there. If Leonard Fournette can get a job, James Conner this year, if he doesn't do too well, can get a job. The only problem is his health. I'd keep him. Let's see what happens when he comes back. It's an ankle injury. Let's see. Hopefully, he comes back in a couple of weeks, plays well. And at that point, middle of the season, right before your trade deadline in your league, most of the time, week 10, I would get rid of him. If it was me in a dynasty league, I would look somewhere else. 
that's if he ever plays again, then you can trade him. Yeah, and I don't. I just don't see his future being in, in Pittsburgh. I they drafted McFarland. They have Snell. I just don't see his future in, in Pittsburgh next year. But hey, you never know. Yeah, but it's hard to find a future anywhere these days with a lot of uh, running backs out there. A lot of teams running running back by committee these days. Maybe that's what they should do. Maybe give him less yeah. of a workload. Maybe give him some yeah. uh, some reps. Let him get a hundred percent healthy, and then give him the ball slowly. You know, even more. Uh, yeah, the next true. one we talk about is Cortland Sutton. So he suffered an AC joint sprain, uh, sprain in practice. Missed this week's game. Uh, questionable for next week's game. What do you do with him? Do you go out and trade for another receiver? Do you just wait on it? I mean, most likely he's a wide receiver one, wide receiver two on most teams. Um, yeah. How do you make up for his absence? So uh, last year, AC joint, actually funny enough, we're talking about James Conner right before this. AC joint industry, uh, injury for James Conner last year. And at first, you know, uh, the Steelers were optimistic. Fans were optimistic. The reporter, beat reporters were optimistic that, hey, listen, he's going to be fine. Week or two, he'll be up. He was out for a couple of weeks, hurt a lot of fantasy owners. Wasn't the same when he came back. I think he came back and got hurt again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he missed five so weeks, came back week 15. And then I think week 16 or 17, he hurt his quad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean... I would, with Sion, I would think they're, gonna, they're not going to rush him back. He was pretty close to playing this week, from what I understand. Then again, it's, it's an AC uh, joint injury, injury, and I think those, from what I've heard, can be tricky. You know, mind you, he's not a running back, so he's not running into an, a line every single time. He's not, he's, uh, he is catching the ball, so he won't be, be tackled as much. But um, what I look at is, hey, Denver played a good game the other day. They used Noah Font. They used uh, Jerry Judy. They have some good receivers. I, I think if I'm a Cortland Sutton owner, you know, I'm obviously I'm hurt, but I go out there, I put in a waiver wire claim for any of the other two wide receivers that are going to be playing. And uh, they got some good rookies out there, good young studs. And if not, no offense, man. Go out there and get no offense. He's getting peppered with some targets. Uh, but I think uh, Sutton will be, will, be, will be back sooner than expected. Well, I think they should be careful with Sutton because he's not the Tyreek Hill type where he's just going to run by defenders and, be open for those easy catches. He's more of a, more of like a Julio type where he goes up and goes for the ball against the other defender. So if you're yeah. if you're gonna put that much work on your shoulder and going up there against other people, you're gonna get hit pretty hard. Um, so that's true. That's I mean, true. I'll, be, a... I'll be I'll uh, be like a little bit cautious if I was Denver, especially with the way that they played last night. The defense kept them in the game. Only gave up. Well, actually, not the defense. Goskowski kept them in the game, missing all those kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they were they were there. I mean, their defense the defense played well. They lost Von Miller. They still managed to come out and play strong. Um, yeah. And yeah. If I were if I were them, I would just slow down on him, give him a couple of weeks, let him recover properly. You don't want a James Conner incident where he comes back and gets hurt again. Um, but yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Like Look, you said, hey. Go for Fent, go for Judy, go for even Hamler is supposed to come back sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. KJ uh, Hamler is supposed to come back this week. He was inactive last week, but he's supposed to come back this weekend. They're saying that he's practicing in full and he's supposed to be a stud too. So, yeah, invest in one of those guys, right? Yeah, and then um, – so the next one's some big news here. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson deletes all his Chicago stuff off his Instagram, asks for a trade. Agent comes out and says he doesn't ask for a trade. What do you make of this? Where, does, where do you see him going? Do you see him staying on Chicago? I think he stays just because it's hard to deal someone on the last year of his contract. Um, unless trade deadline comes around and a team really needs a receiver, has an injury, they may let him go. 
And it also depends on how good the Bears are doing, right? They came back this week. They won the game. You know, kind of lucky on the win, though, with DeAndre Swift missing that, that catch in the end zone. But nonetheless, they won the game, and Trubisky looked good towards the end of the, 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 the fourth quarter. So I don't know. I think it's all the, the agents trying to cover up what his, what his client said. I think Allen Robinson does want to trade. I think he wants to get out of Chicago. Look, Allen Robinson never had a good quarterback. Had Blake Bortles, had Mitch Trubisky, had Nick Foles. I mean, he's, re- he's never really had a great quarterback, and maybe it's time he does. Then again, there's those people out there who argue, well, he's never had another receiver to have to deal with, so he's getting all the targets. So, yeah, volume is it worked out for him because he's, he's been a top, what, 10 probably, I would say, yeah. receiver every year for the last yep. couple of years. Yep. So, yep. I mean, he's getting the volume. He's getting the looks. It's just a matter of him executing. And if he goes somewhere else, where is he going to go where he's going to get the same amount of reps? He's not – I mean, maybe the Jets make a trade for him. They have the cap to, to pay him. Yeah, maybe. The, Col- yeah, maybe. the Colts have the cap to pay him. But, but how far can he really go with the new system and a new quarterback, especially if he's going to be a free agent this year? Uh, on a contract year, you saw last year, a lot of teams are hesitant to go for these guys that were on the contract here. So Exactly. Yep. Going somewhere and, unless he signs a pre – agreed to extension, he's not going to be an easy thing. But now let me ask you a question, right? Tomorrow, if he ends up on a team that has a better quarterback but not as much volume, do you think his efficiency in, in fantasy points per game go up every week? Or do you like a system where he's the main guy, the only main guy, and whoever the quarterback is, who cares, just give him the ball? Well, that also depends on the quarterback. If you're going to a team like the Washington football team with Dwayne Haskins, I don't think yeah. you have enough reps to throw him and Terry McLaurin the ball. If you go to somewhere like maybe the Packers where Aaron Rodgers is there or Minnesota, even though Kirk Cousins isn't the best quarterback, Stephon Diggs and Thielen were both able to put up production last year. That's so if true. you go to a team with the system that they can throw the ball and still get the ball downfield and get production for two big names, yeah, sure, I could see it. If you go to like the Jets with Sam Darnold, he's definitely going to lose production there. I, I mean, yeah. it all depends on the situation. Yeah, true, true. Agreed. Um, Another major injury this week was George Kittle sprained his knee. Uh, we know that the 49ers already have Debo out on IR with the foot injury. They just got Mohamed Sanu. Um, I mean, grasping at straws at that point, going for Sanu at the, yeah. towards the end of his career. Didn't really have a great year last year. Got cut nope. by the Patriots in the beginning of the season. Uh, is Sanu just a filler? I don't see him as a viable fantasy option. I think he's just there just to have someone on the field. Um, there's, uh, McKinnon. I would look at McKinnon if I was uh, a yeah. owner. Had a great yeah. game this week. Looked like more of a receiver than a running back. Yep. Um, definitely getting a lot of targets. I look, I, I feel bad for the 49ers right now because they just don't have anybody. The Debo Samuel's out. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is out. Uh, George Kittle's out. Well, not out, but injured. Injured. I yeah. mean, they, they, they're, they, they signed Sanu. They are... Kendrick, they're throwing the ball at Kendrick Bourne. They're running the ball down people's throats, but we saw that that didn't work last week with the Cardinals. Yeah, their wide receivers right now is a combination of Bourne, Trent Taylor, and Dante Pettis. So, clearly yeah. it didn't work against the Cardinals. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't and, really put uh, up the points that they used to put in. So, I think for me at this point, Sanu really isn't the guy I'm going for. I think I'm going for either one of the running backs because, look, they're going to start running the ball a lot more. Uh, Jarek McKinnon because they're going to start dumping the ball to him a lot more and he did a lot of good things last week and possibly possibly Kendrick Bourne I mean if I'm going to look one way without George Kittle being there that's it that, that, that is 
I'm looking at Kendrick Bourne because I think he's the only one that really even also gets looks in the end zone. Um, so if you don't if you don't have Kendrick Bourne, maybe put in a waiver wire for him, keep him on your bench, see how it goes. Uh, but uh, I think they run the ball even more than they already do, and maybe dump the ball off to McKinnon a little more. Yeah, it must be tough for Shanahan going from that crazy Super Bowl with uh, with the Falcons and having all those options, just throw it up in there, and then Julio uh, will get no. it for you or. Ridley will be there or Freeman was there or something. And now yeah. you have no one to throw the ball. Like, it's, it's tough. It um, is. It is. Let's move on to our second se- segment, which we're calling Studs and Duds. Our top five studs of the week and our top five, well, I mean, duds. Uh, guys, you thought we're going to play well. Didn't turn out to be so great. Uh, let's yep. start with the duds. Let's start with OBJ. Yeah, my man. He has struggled. He struggled. I saw you posted it on Sportsy today. Yeah, um, where do you OBJ. think that he's gonna go? I mean, like with with production this year, um, he's definitely fallen off. I mean, I don't know how you go from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield and and your stats fall off. But yeah, Baker Mayfield yeah, I mean, isn't looking like the guy he was supposed to be. He's looking more like a Johnny Mandel. Like he's the hype is yep. there, but the production isn't. Yeah. Look, I OBJ is the most frustrating fantasy player that is healthy that I've ever, that I've ever seen because there's fantasy players that are not healthy and you can understand that and you can get why, you know, they miss games and you're, you're frustrated with the, the fact that they can't stay on the field. This guy can stay on the field. He just doesn't get the ball in the right spots. Look, last week, Mayfield overthrew him a few times, underthrew him a few times, you know, threw, threw, the, threw the ball behind him a few times. So the targets are there. He's looking his way. He's just not getting the ball to him. Maybe there's a miscommunication. Um, maybe there's a level of, you know, I don't know, misunderstanding between the two. Maybe just it's just play calling. I don't know at this point. All I do know is I have OBJ. I've invested in OBJ in a couple of leagues. I think he's going to bounce back. I think it was a rough week one. They were also playing Baltimore. I mean, got a lot of good guys on him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't now, really do you know think his production, on. his lack of production is because of the amount of weapons? Everyone was talking about in the offseason, oh, they have, they signed Austin Hooper. Now they have Hooper. They have Njoku, who before he got injured, scored a touchdown in that game. Uh, they got Landry. They got Hunt. They got Chubb. They got OBJ. They got all these weapons. Do you see the lack of production because they have so many people that they need to feed the ball to that he's not getting as many targets? Or are his targets like still there, but just the quarterback? Yeah, no. Doing you know what? I thought about this for a while, and I was watching some tape of, of Mayfield's throws to, to OBJ this time around. You're right about one thing, right? They're giving him targets, but because I think they need to feed the ball to a couple, to a lot of the, the players that they have, a lot of the stars that they have, they're force feeding the ball to OBJ. I feel like they're giving the ball to OBJ so he doesn't go out there and kick a, you know, a, a field goal post thing that, you know, the kickers use on the side. I think that before he turns on his antics, they're just trying to give him the ball. And sometimes you'll see they're giving the ball in double coverage, they're giving the ball, you know, he's throwing the ball behind him. The guy's in tight coverage. I mean, I think it's a combination of both play calling and Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Yeah, at this point, it looks like they're just feeding him targets just to say, hey, we're looking at you. We're throwing to the yeah. ball. Like, yeah. Sorry we threw it between three guys, it. but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's stick with the Browns. Let's go to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was projected to be maybe a top 10, maybe top five running back this year. Yeah. Um, definitely got hurt because of Kareem Hunt and his, uh, his arrival on the scene there in Cleveland. But where do you see him going? I think if they keep trailing in these games like they did to Baltimore for the whole game, basically. I mean, he scored, what, five fantasy points? I, I don't really see him having the same kind of numbers that he did. He still is a running back one, obviously, but 
I mean, his numbers are definitely going to dip. I would, I would look for some other options if you could. Um, get whatever value you can based off of whatever he's worth right now. Um, or if that's in redraft league. If you're in a dynasty league, you hope that Kareem Hunt moves on and goes somewhere else and that he can claim the sole running back position again. Yeah. No, look, uh, we all knew there's going to be a 1A, 1B type situation here with uh, the Browns. A lot of people invested high pick in, um, in uh, Kareem Hunt. Hunt uh, uh, Chubb didn't have a bad week. Look, 10, yes, of course, fantasy points-wise, of course, but NFL football-wise, no. 10 rushes, 60 yards, so six, six yards per attempt. He did lose a fumble, which hurt him, um, but he lost some carries to Hunt. Hunt, 13 rushes, 72 yards. I mean, six targets. So Hunt looks like the guy you want to own here in the backfield. He also did get a, a lot more series uh, started by Hunt than Chubb. Looks like Stefanski wants to go to Hunt a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'd say, you know what? And they, they, they re-signed Hunt to a couple more years. They, they gave him an extension. So I don't know what the situation is here. I think the Browns just want to stack their team and look good on paper. But you do, you do not want to be a part of that backfield. And if you are going to pick one of those guys, I would, I would stick with Hunt. I think Hunt's your guy. I think Chubb needs to go. If you have him, maybe try to get rid of him for something now. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people invested number nine, number 10, number 11 pick in the draft this year for Chubb. Yeah, I definitely think there are better options. Um, let's stick with the running back position. Another surprising dud this week, Saquon Barkley. Uh, he got the points. Uh, well, not maybe half of his projection. Um, but wasn't really there in the running game. A lot of the rushes he was going for were either two-yard gains or losses. Uh, he helped out, obviously, in the passing game, which is why he's a dual threat. Um, what do you do with him? Most places, most teams probably, uh, most fantasy owners probably invested, what, the second pick in the draft, uh, yeah. from second overall yeah. pick. Uh, yep. What do you do with that? Do you look to trade him and maybe get two good, really good pieces out of it? What do you, or do you just stick with him? Look, I stick with him. Look, it, you're going up against the Steelers defense, which is, you know, a top five, top three, maybe defense in the league. People, a lot of people picked them early in the draft this year when they, when they were going through the defenses. I think um, it was a rough day. Uh, for him, I mean, I remember leaving the, the TV for a second to go get something. I came back, I saw the graphic, 10 rushes for minus six yards. I couldn't believe it for a second. So, look, tough time, tough time for him. He was getting stopped a lot in the back. O-line didn't help him out too much. I think better days are ahead. Look, we saw him get the ball yesterday a few times in the passing game, and he made some things happen. He hurtled a couple of defenders. I mean, the guy is magical, right? So, I yeah, think yeah. You, keep on, you keep him. Uh, he still gave you a decent turnout. Obviously, not the turnout you wanted. But you keep him, you ride him out, because worst-case scenario, he'll catch a couple of balls, fall into the end zone. Giants offense looks pretty good. So, But does his injury history scare you? Because last year we know that he missed a few games with that injury. Do you, do you worry about, okay, I invested a second overall pick in this guy. What if for some reason, somehow, he gets hurt again? I'm, I basically yeah. wasted my time, though, drafting. Yeah, no, you're right. Look, I, you can't really – I guess injuries is a part of the game, and you never really know. His injury history – isn't so bad, but yes, the high ankle sprain last year was scary. He didn't miss a lot of games, hurt a lot of fantasy owners. I stick with him. I think, you know, he's a tough kid. I think he'll be all right. I think uh, he gets a lot of work, a lot of volume. Uh, I'd stick with Saquon if I was anybody. Okay, okay. Uh, let's move to upstate New York and Buffalo. Um, Devin Singletary, projected to be uh, maybe top 15, 20 running back this year. Uh, got his value hurt because of Zach Moss. Uh, they drafted both of them in the third round, back-to-back -back years, which is very rare that you see in the NFL. Um, yeah. And Zach Moss didn't have the best game, but 
nine nine attempts for eleven yards, um, three catches for sixteen. But he did catch that touchdown, so they definitely had him on the field and were looking for him. What do you do with Devin Singletary, who ran for thirty yards on ten attempts? Yeah, no, the Bills are a fun team to watch, man. I love Bills Mafia. I love Josh Allen. I love the Bills, but you have to admit, I mean, at some point it gets a little scary. Josh Allen loves running the ball. They want to get the ball to Zach Moss, a young kid. They got Devin Singletary, a young kid. I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to get out of Singletary. Last year, I had Singletary in a couple of leagues. I loved his production because he was the younger, uh, the younger one of the backfield with Frank Gore. I knew they were going to give him the ball a little bit more, especially in the passing game. With these guys, I mean, you don't know. You know, Singletary's getting the ball in the passing game. Zach Moss is getting the ball in the passing game. Uh, news out of the offseason, the practices was that, you know, Zach Moss is going to come take over. There's going to be a 1A, 1B. Uh, and Singletary was looking like the 1B. So if I get a couple more rough weeks out of Singletary, I'd probably look to deal him. But, hey, if you're going to get 10.3 points in a PPR league from him, why not? I guess put him in your flex, see what happens week to week, maybe matchup-based. He has a pretty good match. He has pretty good matchups coming up. Look, New York, he has the Jets. Well, he just played the Jets. He has Miami, the Rams, the Raiders. So, I mean, you can probably pay, play him in the next few weeks and see how it is and, and go from there. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to making a decision right away. So I actually rushed to make a decision right away. Oh, in one okay. of my one-year leagues, uh, redraft league, I traded him for DeAndre Swift. Um, Swift okay. was one touchdown drop away from scoring 20 fantasy points for the week. So um, I made the move. I don't, I don't see him being a valuable uh, fantasy option unless Zach Moss gets hurt. Um, I can't really see him putting up the same numbers that we projected him to because of the 1A, 1B situation. Um, I see it more like a LA Rams situation with Akers and Henderson and Brown out there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys looking for the ball. Josh, Josh Allen loves to run the ball. So those goal line carries are definitely going to decrease for Singletary. Um, yeah, so I, I try and trade him if you can, see what you can get it for him. Um, if it's enough for you to, to manage to get a running back two or a flex option, I would definitely go for it. Yeah, why not? Why not? I agree. Why not? Give it a shot. See what you get out there. I mean, <clears throat> the Bills uh, the Bills are a funny team. One week they look good and one week they wouldn't. So yeah, I don't know exactly. what to expect. Um, another guy that's frustrated fantasy owners a lot more than uh, recently is uh, Joe Mixon. Um, I don't know if it's just the team, the offensive line, him. He got a contract extension, so uh, what do you see from him going forward? I have uh, a, lot of, a lot of stock in uh, shares in Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon. Big Joe Mixon fan. I uh, thought this was going to be his breakout year. Still could be his breakout year. I mean, he had a great year last year, but I think finally the offense is where they want it to be. They have a quarterback. E.J. Green's healthy. They, you know, Zach Taylor's a great coach. I think Joe Mixon is uh, poised for a good year. Then I watched week one, and I watched a very good Chargers defense shut him down. I mean, 19 attempts, which is good. He's getting the volume. 69 yards, which isn't too bad, but he was the 45th best running back in fantasy wow. football. 45th. Wow. He had 6.1 points in a PPR league. So you can't. A guy I invested the, what, ninth pick in? I can't. You can't be giving me 6.1 points. I mean, that's just, it's ridiculous. I was livid while I was watching the game because he just couldn't get any run. And on top of that, they were passing the ball to Giovanni Bernard every chance they got. So it wasn't no, like I mean, they're gonna, to... I mean, they're going to have to start passing the ball more. This is the team that had the first overall pick in the draft. Their, their defense is not the greatest. 
Um, they're going to be playing from behind for the most part. They're going to have to throw the ball. You saw that that last drive where Joe Burrow just completely took them down the field and yeah. an opportunity to win the game. Yeah. Um, or to tie the game, sorry. And um, I mean, you think that kicker? Do you think that you think that kicker faked his injury? What kind of? I mean, I, <laughs> they're going. They just signed. I'm pretty sure they just signed the kicker. So maybe he did. I think they did. Yeah, um, but Reggie Bullock looked, just looked like he, he was faking. Yeah, it. He, just, he, he just. I mean, as soon as he, he went, went out there, I felt. Yeah, I he just looked like he was sweating. Like <laughs> he, just, yeah. he was like he was thinking in his mind, if I miss this, I'm gonna just act like I pulled my calf. Um, <laughs> a lot of kickers this week. I mean, kickers are important in fantasy. Let's get that straight, all right? Oh, I lost I lost a game this week because in, in our league, the one that me and Husney have in our fantasy league, if your kicker misses an extra point, it's minus one point. I lost uh, a matchup by 0.5 points because Chris Boswell missed an extra point. So kickers matter, man. So pick, make sure you kickers pick your kickers Kickers definitely right. matter. I mean, especially if you have a, one of the top kickers. Um, like Butker or Lutz or, or Greg or last or last year, two years ago, Greg Belag. Yeah, Tucker. Um, they can yeah, definitely right. put you and give you those crucial points. I mean, kickers don't look like they're important because we draft them, what, probably in the 16th or 17th. <laughs> yeah, or pick them up after you draft. Yeah. yeah, don't even, like, you didn't even uh, draft a kicker this year. I didn't draft so, a kicker, yeah. I didn't yeah, draft a kicker in any wire. of my leagues. Yeah, that's no, you go to the wire. That's the problem. <laughs> I just found that funny that right when Bullock missed it, he just like was like, "Oh man, my leg," and I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, <laughs> look, Joe Mixon last year, and just to just to go back to Mixon here for a bit, was getting peppered with targets. I mean, I mean, I understandably it was Andy Dalton looking for him, but yeah. Dalton was throwing him the ball every chance he got. And now this year with Burrow, it looks like they're giving Bernard a little more run in the third round game, third third down game, and it looks like it might be hurting Joe Mixon's value. He had two targets last week, and he lost a fumble. So, that well, I mean, also good. Joe Burrow didn't get to play in the preseason. Didn't get to really gel with the team aside that's from true. practice. That's true. So yeah. maybe it'll take a little bit of time to get used to the system, used to the players he has, and and maybe Joe Mixon will overcome the whole situation and come out. Yeah. As uh, the top ten. And you got the you got the hey you got the Browns this week. So I mean they gave up thirty some odd points to the Ravens. To get some yeah, some J.K. Dobbins scored two touchdowns against them. So I mean Mixon, here you go. Yeah, this is chance. Uh, let's go to fantasy studs for the week. Um, at the top of the list, Devontae Adams had the most fantasy points for the week. Um, is he enough to help Aaron Rodgers and the Packers sustain that level of success that they always have going 13-3 and last year? Is he enough to carry them and carry that wide receiver group? Uh, do they need to make a trade? Is MVS going to be the guy or Lazard? Is, are they going to be the next options up? Uh, what do you think? Can he maintain that same success that he did this week, or does he fall off? Uh, I think he falls off not just because Devontae Adams isn't damn good, but it's um, – look, Adams in our one of our redraft leagues, I remember Adams, a 14-team redraft league, um, he was projected to go eighth or seventh and ended up going 13th. So people didn't want to touch him. They didn't know what to expect out of him. He's had very up-and-down years. Uh, Rogers obviously has Lazard, has MBS, but looks Adams' way. It's more like it's very much like a Breeze Thomas type situation where he's just constantly trying to feed the ball to Adams. This week, man, looked like a resurgence for this this uh, Green Bay team because I mean Rogers had a great week, Adams had a great week. Um, uh, the Vikings defense, which was highly touted, looked that looks looked pretty pretty bleak. 
I guess it depends. I'd say, you know, look, if you got you got, if you got him late in the first round, you got to bang for your buck. But keep an eye out for him. Do I think Lazard and MVS take take too much volume share out of him? No. But do I think Adams continues to be successful enough to warrant W, you know, wide receiver one, you know, merit, of course. I mean, he's Devontae Adams, you know. He's going to be yeah, a top think, five, top uh, six, top seven receiver. I think last year was just a panic because he went from uh, almost 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns to, to 997 and, and five touchdowns. Maybe yeah, a lot of people scary. were panicking and scared to pick yeah. him because of the fall off. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is – isn't what he was two years ago, but I still think he's the top five receiver. I still hold on to him. Hopefully he just has this, uh, the same success he did this week and just keeps uh, running up the scores for the fantasy owners who have him. Yeah, no, a resurgent Aaron Rodgers might just be the best medicine for Devontae Adams this year. So you never know, but uh, looks good. Looks good week one. Yeah, uh, the next guy was Calvin Ridley, he also had a really good week. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Can he still – is he the number one guy now? Is Julio Jones falling off? Is Calvin Ridley coming on the scene? Uh, we know Matt Ryan loves to throw the ball. They don't really have a – I mean, now they have Todd Gurley, but does Calvin Ridley still get the same amount of targets going on for the rest of the season? I was shocked at how, how much volume Ridley was getting this week. Uh, look. I get it. Hooper's gone. Hurst didn't get that much volume. Gurley looked pretty good. Um, Julio Jones is going to be Julio Jones, right? Like, Julio Jones just doesn't go away. Dude is uh, ageless as well. But I think, yeah, Ridley is the next coming. Um, and I think uh, in this high-octane offense that we saw this week, which is an amazing game between the, the Falcons and the Seahawks, I think uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of Ridley this year. And I would uh, I would definitely – Wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver two. I think he's going to be a stud for years to come. Wasn't a big guy on him last year, even though he's putting up some big games. But I think with Hooper out of the way now, Julio Jones kind of, you know, going to retire in a few years. I'd say Ridley's your man. And what a week, man. What a week by Ridley. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons offense has always been high-octane offense. Um, but, I mean, they both had nine catches. Ridley had 130 yards. Julio had 157. Ridley caught the touchdowns. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I don't know. Can he really maintain that success? Um, it, it's going to be tough. It's a lot of expectations on him because he is, like you said, the next, the next coming or whatever it is. Um, they face the Cowboys next week who don't really have any really good cornerbacks after losing Byron Jones. Um, then they face a tough Bears defense. So this is the real test for him uh, going up against – Yeah. The Bears, the Packers, some of the the Vikings have some good uh, corners on their team. So it's going to be this the real tough. Uh, can he maintain that success against the good cornerbacks? Yep, you're right. And and they got to play the Saints a few times, and that's Marshawn Lattimore is there, and you got to burst, you know, the Bucks. So you never really know what you're going to get out of him. But yeah, could be uh, could be a lot of fun to watch uh, this Atlanta Falcons offense. All right, uh, the next guy, my new favorite receiver uh, since I ever traded for him, DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. Um, DeAndre Hopkins put up quite the performance in his first week in Arizona. Uh, looked to be the guy on every play. Um, Kyler Murray just kept looking for him and found him, and he just kept getting the, the targets. Uh, I mean, is it a better situation for him now that he moved on to Arizona? Um, on Sports Media the other day, a lot of people were debating is – 
Deshaun Watson the second or third best quarterback or fourth best quarterback in the league. You go from someone who's considered a top five quarterback to someone like Kyler Murray who's in his second year um, and your production somehow goes up week one. Do you see him keeping the same level of production with the second year quarterback and like having a better situation than he would have with the Texans? Well, look, in my opinion, you got someone in Kyler Murray who's very similar to Deshaun Watson. Uh, similar games, can get out of the pocket, can throw out of the pocket, can run the ball. Uh, we all know what D-Hop was in the tech with the Texans. We all know how what Deshaun Watson you know, was looking his way all the time. The only difference here, and uh, actually two differences. Number one, Bill O'Brien's not making your play calls, right? You got a coach that knows what he's doing, uh, you know, and uh, he's going to get the ball in D-Hop's hand. Plus, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is very, it's very different. It's very innovative. It's very, you know, McVay-like. It's very, you know, it's, he's going to use all his weapons. You got Kirk, you got Fitzgerald, you got Kenyon Drake, you got Chase Edmonds. All of those guys were used last week. And I think with D-Hop getting the, a little more open space, a little, you know, defense is being worried about Murray, Kenyon Drake, I think this is going to be a sick year for D-Hop. The other difference, obviously, is the fact that he didn't have anybody with him in, in, in the Texans. I mean, Will Fuller was always hurt. They had no other receivers. So, I think... Yeah, now they have Kirk. They have Fitzgerald. I mean, just... They have so many guys. Names yeah, out I think, there. Yeah, I think D-Hop's going to have a great year, and I think this is just the beginning. Against a very good a very good defense, by the way. Very yeah, definitely. 49ers defense is really good. Uh, okay, let's go really quickly. Josh Jacobs and Adam Thielen. So, Josh Jacobs had a fantastic week uh, this week with the Raiders. Um, last year... Had a great year. Uh, they only really have Darren Waller on that team and then, like, a bunch of rookies. Um, I think they keep feeding him the ball. I yeah, think he still has the success. I think he's going to be a stud for the Agreed. rest of the season. Agreed. I think Jacobs gets the ball a lot, a lot of run. Last week they did play the Panthers, so don't take that too into uh, consideration. But uh, I, I think uh, Jacobs gets the ball a lot, and especially in the passing game. Okay. Uh, Adam Thielen uh, burned the Packers this week. Uh, got a lot of fantasy points up there. Um, I think he was the fifth highest fantasy scorer this week for non-quarterback. Um, yep. Had a solid week. Looked like without Stefan Diggs, he's still the guy that he was uh, last year. Yeah, of course. And Kirk Cousins loved going to the slot. And Thielen's going to be playing the slot a lot more. Uh, I like Thielen. Always like Thielen. And I think he's a stud. You know, he's been a stud since he entered the league. I mean, the guy has worked his tail off to get where he is. And I think if you invested uh, a pick in him, I think he was going more like uh, third round-ish. Uh, yeah, 10, 10, 10, 12 team league. Uh, I think you're going to get your bank for your buck because that was just the beginning. And I think uh, Thielen's going to have a great year. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment, unexpected performances. Uh, the first one would be, uh, I think, Jameson Crowder. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have said, yeah, he's going to be the guy, but I didn't think it would be like this. <laughs> on, yeah, on he, had a, um, he had a strong game. He had a couple of good games last year, too. Yeah, I mean, like you said, avoid uh, Jets players. I mean, aside from Crowder, I can't see anyone else really putting up the points. So maybe Agreed. go for Crowder because he's the only one they're targeting. But yeah. other than that, yeah. I mean, he's probably gonna, I, he's probably I mean gonna once, get once defenses start figuring it out, I don't really know if they'll be able to still get him the ball as much. Yeah, he's probably going to get the ball a lot more in the coming weeks. And uh, I'd, I'd invest in Crowder as much as I can, for sure. Another surprising performance was actually the first game of the season, Sammy Watkins. Um, yeah. I put this up there on SportsMe. Uh, fantasy-wise, last year, scored 50-something fantasy points and had a crazy week one. 
and then kind of uh, fell off the map a little bit. Um, this year, had some good, solid contribution, 21 fantasy points, uh, 86 yards and a touchdown, I think. Um, what do you do with him? Do you find someone who's willing to take him? Do you keep Look, him? Do you play I, him? I, did, I, <laughs> I thought Sammy Watkins was going to have a horrible week one um, and uh, defied the odds, had a great week one. Looks like the number three option there behind Kelsey and uh, Hill. Uh, I really yeah, which I hurts uh, Michael Hardman stock actually. Yeah, that's, that's which I thing. invested a second round pick. I trade away my second round pick in my dynasty league for Michael Hardman, thinking he's gonna have a breakout year. And it looks like Watkins is still in his way. They just can't get rid of Watkins. Watkins seems like he has like nine lives. So I think he's back, and I think he's gonna have a great season. And uh, seems like he's number three, and he's locked in. He's getting he's getting the volume. So good for Watkins. Yeah, it's good for him on a contract year. Hopefully, he finds somewhere else to go. Uh, I like Watkins. I like seeing him play the last couple of years. Hopefully, he keeps going. Um, yep. the biggest surprise I think of the week was Cam Newton. A lot of people doubted yep. him. Super mad, um, baby. He only got paid what, like a million dollars, I think, or something like that, yeah. to, play for, to play for the Patriots. It's the biggest steal. You said this on Sports Me today. Um, he was definitely the biggest steal in free agency in the offseason. Um, surprised no, no one else that. wanted him, but it looks like he can carry this team to the playoffs. I just love Cam, and I love. The fact that he's a lot more humble now. I think he's learned from his mistakes in the past. And the dude is just working hard. He's willing to go out there, put in the work. And my man, rushing the ball, two touchdowns, almost had a third one, throwing the ball well, getting the ball to his receivers, Nikhil Harry, Edelman. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a run-heavy team. But what I love is that Billy Boy, Bill Belichick, found a way to work around Cam Newton, which he, he is the mastermind of them all. He reminds me of Greg Popovich. The dude can make anyone look good. Cam Newton, I think, is going to have a sick year. And the Patriots are going to have a sick year. And I think Cam Newton, that's just the beginning. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit better Cam Newton moving forward. Because, mind you, this was his first game in a while. So, he's just getting his feet wet. Yeah, I think it was pretty surprising to see that a lot of people were like, you know, what can the Patriots do with, with Cam Newton? He's not a Tom Brady type. He's not going to sit in the pocket. He's going to want to run the ball. I mean, yep. you're doubting Bill Belichick. Probably the greatest coach of all time. You're, of you're all doubting. Time. <laughs> you're, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think I, he's the greatest coach of all time. So I, mean, I think so too. You're, you're I, doubting I, him. I, and, I dra- yeah, go ahead. I drafted Cam Newton in two leagues, started him in both leagues. He was the number six quarterback in, in the NFL this week. So in fantasy. So, I mean, dude, did you really think I got him in the 12th, 13th, 14th round? I mean, no one was taking him. No one knew what was going to happen. I took, a, I took a shot on him. I actually had him last year and put him on injury reserve. Kept him this year. Dude is going to have a great year. I'm so happy. Uh, and I have Maker, Baker Mayfield on my bench. Uh, and you know what? It's not even hurting. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely with that, with his uh, heavy running packages over there, he's definitely going to get a lot of those running touchdowns. Yeah. Which obviously worth more than the passing ones and a lot of more rushing yeah. yards, which is going to boost his fantasy stock for sure. Um, uh, last thing before you yeah. go, another another honorable mention in the unexpected performance. I want to get your take on him, Adrian Peterson. I mean, the guy. Oh man, that guy just doesn't go he away. Just wonder, he just wonder. He, he'll yeah. never go. He'll find a way to <laughs> to keep to keep playing. He, he reminds me of Frank Gore. That's another one that reminds yes, me. Yes, I know. He will never go away. I mean, the guy didn't have a job four days or five days before Sunday and then gets a job and then gets the reps and then he's, and he's 93 yards. Rush on the team. Yeah. I mean, so I, I just mean, don't get surprising. it. Uh, they have guy, two young studs in, in Carry On and DeAndre Swift, but yet 
Adrian Peterson finds a way. By the way, if I were you guys, I would get rid of Carry On. I already did it. I'm, I'm doing it in the process of I'll doing it. Of um, he doesn't seem like he's going to do much this season, being the third quarter uh, running back on that team. Swift looks like he's getting the targets in the, in the passing game, and Peterson looks like he's getting the rushes. So uh, yeah. drop Carry On, find someone else. There must be someone yes. on the waiver yes. wire that you can find. Um, look for other options for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so that's it for last week's game. Let's look towards this Thursday. Um, since we won't be able to get into it this week, our next podcast is on Friday. Um, so let's talk about Thursday's game. Bengals versus the Browns. A lot of big names in this okay. game. Baker, Good Landry, game. Chubb, Hunt, what? Hooper, OBJ, Burrow, AJ Green, uh, Mixon, wow. Bernard, Boyd. Wow. There's a lot of big, big names out here. Um, who do you start? Who do you bench? Uh, I'm, I'm starting... Well, Land, uh, I'm starting OBJ, that's for sure. Hooper, I think I give him a shot just because today Landry was watching practice. He did not practice today. He was watching from the outside. Could have been an injury. Could have been a re-injury of some kind from before. Um, I'm definitely starting Baker. Uh, the defense looked good the other day against the Chargers. The, the Bengals defense looked good. Again, Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback. So I try starting Baker if maybe in a two-quarterback league or in a 14-team league, um, Cincinnati – doesn't really have a great defense, but you never know. Uh, I definitely start Joe Mixon. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the, everyone had their way with the running game there last week in, in Baltimore. I definitely start Joe Mixon. But, yeah, OBJ, Mixon, Hooper, my three definite starts. Uh, Do you look to start Joe Burrow? This is not a great Browns defense. Just gave up a ton of points to the Ravens. Does Joe Burrow have any fantasy value this week, too? Yeah, look, Joe Burrow last week was running the ball out, uh, out of the pocket. He was, he was throwing the ball great. I mean, the kid is magical, but at the same time, still too early. Uh, I think, you know what, too early to start him unless, again, you're in a super flex league, two QB league, or you're looking for some high upside. If you're projected to lose by 20 or 30, I'd go with Joe Burrow and see what he can get you uh, because they, that Browns defense did look pretty horrible. Then again, you're going up against the MVP. I mean, you're going to look bad, right? Um, yeah, it's a great defense they faced this week, yeah. yeah. I definitely think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think that a lot of these guys, I think OBJ might probably have a comeback. Um, I definitely think Kareem yeah, Hunt's going to definitely get a lot of fantasy points this week. Oh, Kareem um, Hunt, yeah, good call. He's going to be a good uh, flex play this week. Um, good I would watch out for Tyler Boyd. Didn't get much production last week. Uh, watch out for Landry and that injury. Maybe you find someone else who can be a wide receiver too on your team and just play him instead. Yeah. Um, just different yeah. options to look out there for. Yeah, no, I agree. I think definitely a close game. I think it's gonna. It could definitely be a shootout. But it, again, it's it's the NFC North, man. Those guys, whenever they play each other, always a struggle, always tough. You never know what's gonna happen. So uh, I I think it's gonna be a good game. And I love the fact that there's a lot of fantasy players out there because that means Thursday night football. Everyone's going to be watching. Yeah, it's definitely a good one for sure. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for our first episode. That's it. Um, finally got out of the way. After all these years of talking about it, we actually did it. I know. Um, we did it. Crazy to think. We did it. Um, Two brown guys talking about fantasy. <laughs> Whoever thought that would happen. Um, I know. Again, yeah, you guys uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, download Please. Sports Me. Go make your takes. If you didn't think that we don't know what we're talking about, go battle us on there. Um, yeah. Go battle the other we'll guys on there. On there. We'll be on there for week. sure. Yeah. Go battle people all week. The game this week that 
um, is going to be featured a lot is the Chargers and Chiefs. A lot of people like what they saw from the Chiefs last week. It's going to be another big matchup rivalry week this week. Um, go download it. Give your takes. Give your points. You can win prizes for talking Chiefs, talking Chargers. So get out there. Go debate. Um, if you have any any topics you want us to, uh, to talk about, just DM us, message us, something. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, just let us know. We have, we're taking guests starting on Friday. Um, and that's going to do it for us. Sal, you got anything else? Yeah, no, this is week one for us. And uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Whoever is listening, please let your friends know about us. Please shout us out. Uh, support us. Like our, like our page. We're going to have an Instagram page up soon. Uh, keep following us for any fantasy news. And hey, uh, thanks for all the support out there. And this is just the beginning. So cut us some slack if we didn't do so great. But I promise you, we're only going to get better. All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care, fellas. Have a good week.